0: Welcome back to Road to Desert Rain. Today on Dispatches from the Verge, David Morrison and I get into this idea of salvation, uh, sobriety and self-care, sort of how they overlap um, the impact of service and serving others, and uh, what that means for our own uh, transformation, whether real or perceived. And during the episode, we talk about a previous episode, which happens to be number 26, The Luminous Cloud of Contemplation. So it might be a a good one to listen to after this. But before we get into that, thank you to Diego at Recording Moving Studios. Thank you to Jacob at Monk Drums. That's what you hear in the background. Also, once again, thank you to Tiffany Davis. You can see her fine art at tmdfineart.com she let us use a painting um a picture of one of her paintings uh, of an oryx so we thank her for that a few weeks ago about a month ago uh check out theruin.com if you want to learn more about desert rain as a community or hear read some of david's writings prayers poems things of that nature drcrpod.com is where you can find uh not only other episodes of Dispatches from the Verge, but also a uh, road to Desert Rain. Uh, if you enjoy what you're hearing, please tell a friend. Uh, word of mouth and social media really helps us out. We appreciate you, and let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to Desert Rain Community Radio, Dispatches from the Verge. How are you doing, Mr. The David Point Morrison? Point
1: Verge that time in the morning when the creation asks, can we be once again?
0: Can we, can we start again (laughs) as the, as the uh, sun breaks the horizon? Um, and just so you know, uh, we're the conversations David and I have, and eventually we'll, we'll be doing them with, with three people, me, him, and another, another person. Uh, those will be the dispatches from the verge uh, and the other series is uh, Desert Rain Community Radio. Uh, I think at this by the time this one's released it will have been alternating those two okay. on on our Tuesday releases. So just a little point of information there. Uh, how are you doing today David? I'm copacetic. Feeling living, good. Living the dream, living life. Yeah. Getting getting ready for the labyrinth walk tomorrow. Yes. Um, or the turning to summer, yeah, yeah, it's summer, summer is <laughs> it is summer in uh, what was it, Game of Thrones? Winter is coming, yeah, well, here in Chaparral Thrones, summer is here
1: on the sun's anvil,
0: <sighs> yeah. Um, so today we wanted to explore this idea, kind of compare and contrast. Um, and I guess, I guess the three f- things would be, uh, sort of christianity self-help and 12-step groups and sort of this idea of of um so each one has its own terminology right like christianity has this idea of salvation uh 12-step groups have this idea of of um uh what's the word emotional sobriety and and self-help groups i guess would be like fully realized individual yeah
1: human potential
0: yeah um and so yeah, I guess I guess just sort of putting that putting that out there and kind of what, what what does that spark for you um uh, when when the, sort of that idea gets those three ideas kind of get rolled together yeah. or side by side
1: well they de- there's a f- definitely overlap mm-hmm. in those three things um I guess I mean we didn't plan an outline so I guess we could just define what salvation might be which yeah. is that we can get in the weeds with that. Yeah, well, let's
0: yeah, let's start there.
1: Uh, so we've, been, you know, I mean, and this isn't the final word. Obviously, right. salvation has been de- what, just, I- what is salvation in the Christian, just in the Christian
0: right context
1: tradition. Yeah, is a is a huge uh, two thousand year argument, mm. and, and not necessarily argument, but debate. There's debates with it. I'm yeah, it's sure. an
0: ongoing. Yeah, revelation well, it's more, more than a conversation, but
1: yeah. So, um, uh, and often it's, it's, it's good to look at something, uh, walk towards its definition by looking at what it's not mm, first. Right. And so, so for me, for salvation, Thomas Merton, uh, would, would use the phrase, uh, your personal salvation project. God's not interested in your personal salvation Project, which is basically uh, us baptizing our own evil desires and opinions and ego dreams uh, into uh, a Christian language, making it look like we're following Christ to the cross mm. when we're really just baptizing our own ego mm-hmm. you know? uh, And so there's no real transformation there and so and so that and and a personal salvation project is exactly. In mainstream popular Christianity in America. That's exactly how it's presented. It's a mm. customized, personal, individualized, uh, you and Jesus, me and Buddy Jesus, uh, God is my co-pilot mm. kind of kind of idea. Yeah, yeah. And so, but the early church offers, you know, in the scriptures and Paul's letters especially, offers a, a, a huge, sweeping, vast view of what salvation is. That it's a cosmic. Uh, event. It's a cosmic happening. Um, so I guess to to be theological, it would be the day of uh, the resurrection. Jesus is the firstborn among all who would rise again. The scriptures mm. say, and and a new creation was born on that day. That was an event uh, which is out of time and now in time, and will go out of time again because time is just a construct that we invent to
0: right. Get, to, get along in the day to navigate the 3D world yeah. yeah
1: um and so so the entire cosmos is being redeemed and being reconciled and being brought back into uh the the the, the community of the trinity and
0: that so you're saying that happened on the day of Jesus's rec- resurrection or on the day of his birth
1: resurrection yeah okay okay franciscan's would say yeah at all uh
0: Right, it's all connected. Yeah, yeah everything because, leading because God up to became, it. Yeah, right.
1: Human, and so yeah, but yeah. So it's the it's the realization of that first incarnation, in, in Christian theology, mm-hmm. and so personal salvation would be your willingness, your personal willingness to participate in the new creation, which is taking place right now, mm. uh, if you have eyes of faith to see it. Well, and I know
0: I know I've said this on the podcast before, but I, I, it's a point that I really love is like you know in in the uh in the lord's prayer the one jesus like rolls out there right you know on earth as it is in heaven exactly and so how am i sort of in this context how am i bringing this idea of heaven into the here and now yeah on this place that i know is earth
1: and yeah and the gospels use the three gospel the first three uh synoptic uh, matthew uh mark luke uh Use the language, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Mm, that's right, yeah. Uh, whereas Paul uses the word Christ or in Christo. Uh, but but most theologians believe that's pointing towards the same thing. In the in the gospels, it's more political. It's a political um, not satire, but a uh um what's the word I'm like a sublime uh well each gospel?
0: Well each gospel is well, kind of pointed to a specific community, correct? Right, like when they were originally, yeah. uh, well, they were oral history at first, and then right. eventually written down. But it was each one was within a, a context. Of, I think is it Mark or Matthew was for the the Jewish community, right? Um, and there's a t- like if you read through it, there's a, there's far more. They point to the the Hebrew scriptures more in that gospel, right. um, and I don't remember what the other three. Yeah,
1: Luke is is. Communicating—it's a Gentile, mm, more of a mm. Gentile believing church, and then John is a very Jewish okay. uh, and Palestinian kind of viewpoint. And yeah, and even the phrase "Jesus is Lord" was a—it was a political statement against the Roman Empire,
0: right? Because Caesar at the time was it was Lord, technically yeah, Lord. Yeah, yeah.
1: And Alexander the Great was the son of God, and yeah. so that, so that, yeah, so it's kind of a um, subliminal. Kind of not so subliminal. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, yeah, so this is taking place. It, you know, in my opinion, the kingdom of God is literally the the presence, the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit working mm-hmm. in all creation. And, and, and in human affairs.
0: And there's also like a similar idea that when Paul talks about Christ, he's pointing to the same, in the same direction.
1: Right, of that idea, exactly. Uh, he would use uh, in spirit the Holy Spirit, mm. uh, spiritual people. He would use that. The word you know, a spiritual person in the New Testament is a person in touch with uh, the divine presence of God. Mm. and it's and it's democratic. The spirit is poured out on not these special uh, chosen elite uh, people in touch with the supernatural. You know, a priestly class. No, it's it's democrat. It's poured out on all people. Well, and male, female, uh, slave, free, and that, that's that's the whole democratic ideal of the of the early church.
0: Right, and I and and this might be getting off a little bit, so. Um, but I think it, it's a reasonable, and I can't remember which uh, which letter it is, but where they talk about the giftings. And everyone oh, yeah, there yeah. being different spiritual giftings. Right, Yeah. And for me, I think that's also points to the democratic part of it. Cause each, I mean, even if you're not talking about spiritual giftings, right? Just gifts, you know, people can sing, people can play basketball. Right, you right. know, there's talents. people, yeah, there's there's talents that are spread out amongst us. Um, and you know, sure, we value certain ones more than others, but uh everyone has their own talents that are just sort of naturally. In them, and and unfortunately, in the Western context, you know, I think some of those talents get beaten out of you, not not literally. Well, maybe hundred years ago, literally, but you're you're kind of told to conform, right? Right. And so, like, if you're going to a regular school and you're great at art, you know, your teacher might be like, "Oh, stop doing those doodles. You need to learn this these right. division tables," which you know may or may not be true, but pe- you know, people can only hear like, "Don't do that," so much. So many times, you know, and so going back to the original topic of like, I think the beauty about this democratic, the Holy Spirit being, I think you said, spilled out. Yeah. Poured out out over everybody is that then those um, spiritual giftings uh, are ways for different people to engage with that divine presence in different uh, um, ways throughout, and even lifetime, right? Like giftings right. can ebb and flow. So anyways.
1: Yeah, and so in that context, the church on earth would would be the awakener of this salvation in the in the human race, in the world, mm. uh, not the custodian. Uh, I think uh, Jay Philip Newell talks about that in his book, uh, um, I think his first one, Uh, which I can't remember the name at the top of my head, in his Celtic spirituality book, um, uh, Mm. Listening for the Heartbeat of God, uh, that the church was never intended to be the custodian Mm. of salvation, where you believe these certain things, you have this kind of experience, you've been baptized or... Sort you've, of, you said a certain prayer that we led you into a checkbox. Yeah, salvations. now you're the saved, and the rest are the <laughs> unsaved, and the not unsaved dirty. are not valuable people. That's because that is the attitude of, of of many many evangelicals. Well, that was even the attitude Jesus was encountering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, and I think it was Jay Pathik, who's uh, <laughs> the the uh, director of the Vineyard uh, now. Uh, often when he's teaching, will say if if you are a Bible believing Christian, you need to know that when Jesus addresses Pharisees, he's talking to you. <laughs> he's talking to me. And so, and that's that's important to remember. So we're yeah. not the, so we're not the custodians of salvation where we get to decide who's in and who's out and and then and then bring in these mythologies of, of eternal damnation and and uh hold that over people. Mm-hmm. But no, salvation is we're we're the awakeners of salvation and um I believe it's the Hebrew Scriptures. Uh, Ecclesiastes uh, says that God has hidden salvation or hidden eternity in people's hearts, mm. and so so it's so you go mining and you you uh, you just simply the church are those who have awakened to this and are will and are willingly serving, and when they're not serving, then they're a real. They're not really a part of. You, you see the church institutionally so often. Working against justice, working against mercy, claiming that they're pro-life
0: mm. when they
1: are murdering children in their boarding schools, um, that kind of thing. Mm. And so, uh, you know, uh, claiming they're pro-life when they're really just wanting to control women's bodies mm. and take away women's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, that's when, when th- that's a custodial view of salvation. And and we get into all kinds of problems with that.
0: Well, it's interesting because you know, kind of talking about that overlap that we we mentioned at the beginning. Um, I was having a conversation with a uh, a guy in in a twelve step program yesterday, and he was he was asking me these questions, and it was like they were reasonable questions, you know, like well, what about this scenario, and what about that scenario, and and I could give the scenarios, but it 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 doesn't you know it doesn't add to what we're saying here, and and you know, eventually I was like, well. Basically, it all comes down to service. Exactly. So whatever, whatever uh, different, you know. And I told him there, there's going to be scenarios that come up that are just you will not have foreseen. Maybe people in the program haven't foreseen them. Uh, maybe they just haven't encountered them before. Yeah. Um, but it's like for my me personally, the way I look at each each sort of um, situation is is like, well, how is this being service of service? To another human being uh that's either trying to get sober or maybe wanting to get sober in the future yeah right and and just and and let that sort of be the the North star of exactly how is this of service to another human being um and it, it sounds like that's the heart of yeah. what you're talking about right now the spirit exactly. of what you're you're mentioning
1: and and it's not a it's not a thing about uh, uh, be saved or receive Christ's salvation so that in the future when you die, mm. you can go to heaven and avoid hell. That's the common misunderstanding about what salvation is. Uh, and so when we have that, then we bas- basically just have a religion that's unto death. So it's, it's only mm-hmm. relevant at death. It's right, just a right, ticket. Right. That's not what what Jesus uh, teaches in the Gospels, and it's not what uh, Paul or, or any of the, the epistles teach in the New Testament, mm. you know the, the the Greek word for salvation. And again, I'm not a scholar. I'm not a you know, but I've read have read a few books.
0: Yeah, you've you you've you've, uh, you've spent you've spent some time in the quote unquote library, so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: and, and I've got the I've got scars and the receipts to back it up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but but the word is is actually infers healing, like salve, mm. uh, like a salve over a wound. And so it's, it's healing now, and that's what Jesus is about, right? He's about healing now, not some ticket for later at mm-hmm. death. Uh, it's about, you know, his whole message, the kingdom, the realm of God's presence is here and now. I'm announcing it, and here's some signs that, sh- that show that. And what did he do? He healed.
0: He healed people. And he,
1: and he restored people back in the community, people that the religious institution had said were out. He brings them back in. And then he reminds the ones that thought they were in that they're actually out, but they're always invited. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, we're in the same situation. Well, that's now. That,
0: that's the whole parable about the invitation to the the wedding feast, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's open. Uh, it's it's an open table, and and yeah, and the king goes out and tries to get, you know, invites his friends first, right? And they were all too busy, the powerful. Mm-hmm. And the glitterati of the world were too, uh, you know, just couldn't be bothered with that feast, and and so he sends the servants out to go get the, the riffraff and the mm. go out to the highways and the byways kind of thing. And,
0: well, and that's, I mean, that so that actually does com- connect back to the conversation yeah. I was having yesterday. Is yeah. one of the scenarios he said is like, well, what about if they're trying to ban someone from an AA meeting? Wow, you know, and it's like. You know, we got into this conversation of like, well, if someone pulls a gun on someone at an AA meeting, like you yeah. call the police. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if there's a laws broken, someone pulls a knife on you at an AA meeting, like you don't just be like, oh, it's all good. Like, right, right. It's at that point, it's not all good, right? Obviously. Um, and so we we just kind of got into the in- intricacies of like, okay, you know, because I have heard of people, you know, being asked to not come to a meeting. But it was like temporary, it was like thirty days, you know mm. what I mean, and kind of let a cool off period, um, you know. But but then there's the other thing like AA doesn't have its own buildings, right? So if a church asks someone to not come back to the church, yeah. even if there's an AA meeting there, you kind of got to respect the church because they're the one that owned the property, you right, know what I right. mean? And they can actually <laughs> they can actually do no trespassing stuff, you know. And and it's so, um, but it's just funny this you know this idea of the king's fees were, you got to be pretty low on the totem pole, so to speak. Uh, and I, that reference is offensive. I'm sorry. But to show up at a 12-step meeting, you're already kind of the riffraff. You right. know? And so once you get into this weird area of like, oh, we're going to ban certain riffraff. Yeah, we <laughs> from, only do. <laughs> from the 12-step group. It's like, nah, you know, that, that starts into a slippery slope. And luckily, there's a lot of things in place yeah. where... Oh, that's not happening.
1: No Tesla owners at our (laughs) age.
0: Well, well, sometimes you can. It's funny because some there are some of these weird (laughs) and El Paso specifically, like where some groups will talk towards uh, there's a group on the the wealthier side of town, I guess, Ah, you know, and so they kind of look down their top self liquor people, they yeah, they look down (laughs) at the but you know, but it's like you know, the 12 step group is like. It's open to all, even if you if you have money, if you're willing to show up and be like, I need help. Yeah. You know, that's those are the people that I want greeted with open arms. Right. Regardless of your race. Right. uh, Economic situation, uh, politics, religion. Like I want I want everybody that is looking for help to be able to show up on the doorsteps of a 12 step group and be greeted with open arms. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what Christ was talking about.
1: Yeah, and Paul exactly. About. And that uh, community inclusion. And yeah, and that really is a good definition for salvation. Uh, to to be, to come into your own belonging. Mm. To stop wandering from your... To stop, uh, I guess, over-identifying with your aloneness in this world. Uh, and then step into your belonging. Which was already yours, chosen Mm -hmm. before you were even born. Uh, That you know this belonging of God's love and community. Uh, Yeah.
0: Well, and I think so. So, twelve steps
1: very similar. Yeah, in that definition of salvation or sobriety or awakening, those kinds of things.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that also speaks to what we've gone through in the last eighteen months uh, with the COVID stuff and the um, coronavirus. People who want to isolate and be, woe is me, right. had the opportunity to, over the last 18 months to do that. And the people that wanted community uh, sought it out and found ways. And maybe it wasn't yeah. like in-person, face-to-face community, right? but communities have grown up over the last 18 months of people that sought that out, you yeah. know, and, and so... Inclusive community, I think, is always available. Yeah. It's just a matter of being a a participant in it. But you can also participate in your isolation as well. Like, you know, kind of like with... Yeah. uh, If you want that, you can find that as well.
1: Yeah, alienation has a way to find you. (laughs) Isolation has a way of getting in us.
0: But, but, I mean, I think some people seek that out as a victim.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like... They isolate themselves and then they say, "Oh, no one cares about me." Right. Yeah. Whereas uh, community is a part; it's a participation sport, I guess. Would be. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, um, to be in community, you have to be a member of a community. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You have to. Not only should you, should they open their arms to you, you then have to open your arms back to the stranger.
1: Yeah. Right. Like
0: it's a, it's that sort of infinity exactly thing and and it's it's not easy, no, I'm not no. sitting here claiming that that's that's the easy route it's it's kind of easy to sit in your room and yeah, it's easier watch, to watch watch a computer yeah, eat cell a ke-
1: phone <laughs> eat a cake
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> and be just... like no one likes me. It's like, well, that's probably not true, but me you know, who knows um okay, so to kind of get back into this idea of of uh salvation um I don't know if you can speak to it historically or if you want to just kind of focus more on modern day, but how did we kind of get away from this, this idea of, of communal salvation and get to a point of individual salvation?
1: Uh, off the top of my head, I would guess uh, it would come from the Western world with our emphasis on uh, individualism. I I would I would think that's kind Mm -hmm. of and so it just skewed that way, Uh, you know. Because in in the early church, there really isn't uh, an idea, and even in the Hebrew, uh, ancient Hebrew uh, concept, Mm -hmm. there's not there's not a an individualized I and me, my -hmm. the way that we think of it today. Okay, and so like for example, the Psalms they look very personal, they look very individualistic, but those Mm -hmm. were that was Israel, collective Israel. Uh, oh, speaking that and singing those. Um, and so that's what we're talking about. Uh, and so I would think that maybe with the advent of maybe, uh, and again, I'm just guessing, maybe with the enlightenment.
0: I was going to say maybe then, maybe that was a, a turning point.
1: Yeah. When the individual began to, at least in the West, began right, to right. really take a, a major definition of reality. For Western thinkers, um, and then in and in, in North America, the in the United States, especially the rugged individualism and heading out west,
0: mm-hmm. and, uh, manifest destiny, yeah, and all, and all that. Kind of so idea, then it just yeah. goes
1: way to a you know to to an extreme, in my opinion. And, mm. and so that was part of our protest, if you will, uh, uh, of seeking out community, which was we our society's gone way too. We've lived too much into hyper individualism that in a way that it's destructive now and, uh, and consumerism and, uh, consumer narratives of our lives. Mm And, um, and we're rejecting that to go find something new, which is community.
0: Well, and we've even, you and I have even encountered that. Well, not in a real way, more of a, uh, um, but just with this podcast. You know, we had a conversation recently about this idea of of uh, advertising,
1: right, right?
0: You know, and and kind of what you know, what's that thin line of of keeping these conversations pure and uninterrupted yeah. and, and things that and not pure? That's the wrong word for authentic, it. Authentic, authentic, uninterrupted. Yeah. Just we don't have to cut for a commercial break at the twenty yeah. minute mark and then the forty minute mark or whatever. Yeah. And and um, because that that I think that just that in itself of when things are unpopular right like so youtube 10 years ago you could jump on youtube and watch a 20 minute video and just watch it beginning to end pretty much no problem right now today you jump on youtube there's an ad at the beginning there are ad breaks during the video right and so once something becomes popular then it's like okay how can we uh
1: monetize yeah
0: well not just monetize but this idea of um the end of you know broadcast to the consumer right you know and and so the consumer is looked at as an individual so um it just it's just interesting how how these the um uh, the marketing people always find a way (laughs) (laughs) to market this idea of individualism (laughs) And monetize, right? Like right, at the end yeah. of the day, that's that's what that's all about. Spiritual materialism, <laughs> yeah. Which and I, you know, and I, I think that's I know I've I've witnessed that in the um, sort of the self help,
1: yeah, yeah, genre, that. yeah.
0: You know, and the the, um, yeah. Well, actually, just we could just do a, a wide net of the self help genre. You know, I, yeah. I, there's um, in my experience, there's very few books that aim to truly heal someone, right? And, and kind of yeah. going back to this idea of salvation, a salve, right? Healing. Right. Um, because it, if you have a book that truly heals someone, there's not an opportunity for the second book and the third book, right? right? If you go to a self-help, if you go to a bookstore, I know those are archaic for some of the <laughs> listeners, but you go <laughs> to a bookstore and look in the, there is a self-help section. Yeah. And there's tons of books
1: in fact i was just at barnes and nobles that's right yeah that's right you went this week yeah yeah. and being in el paso and i'm required to put the S after noble so it's barnes and nobles (laughs) that's how we say it in el paso and um yeah yeah and i noticed i used to be a bookstore fanatic Me too yeah all my life even in childhood i love going to bookstores libraries that sort of thing used bookstores Mm -hmm. Uh, and back in the day yeah i noticed there or or uh This last week, there was a section called a self-transformation. Interesting. Self-transformation. And And how many books? Oh, it was like, it was a big, yeah, (laughs) it was a whole thing, you know?
0: And I don't, I don't necessarily bash that section
1: because on
0: times I'm drawn drawn to that section of books. And I have plenty of those types of books in my, in my bookcase right now.
1: What's interesting is that years ago, when I used to go back in the day, that section was called, uh. Occult New Age. Oh, it was the okay. occult New Age right, section, Right, right, right. and uh, and now it's the and the it was probably much much smaller. It was a lot smaller, yeah. yeah, yeah. And good Christians like us, you know, we didn't <laughs> we didn't walk by it because you put, get you a put, demon.
0: You put a caution tape, the police yeah. caution tape around you know, that, we'd that section. Go splash <laughs> some holy
1: water or leave a Bible on on it track Say a prayer uh, for yeah. anyone
0: standing and, in that section. Bind those
1: devils <laughs> that might be in there. But yeah, and it's a big section. So yeah. Uh, yeah, witchcraft and uh, that kind of stuff, and tarot cards and things. To, so it's interesting that they would look to that to for self transformation. That was that was the title mm. of it. Yes. Well, and even
0: it's funny because we we do a lot of talk, or we have done a lot of talk on this podcast. Around 12 step groups, but even that has become, I would say definitely in the last three years, three to four years, commercialized really even more you know, there's always been like those late night ads, you know from mm. Malibu, you know oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, you know Obviously. those those have been around for decades or yeah. maybe not decades. We are not a rehab <laughs> right for a <laughs> long time but but there's this this and it goes back to the individual, I can jump on Instagram right now. And find that they're kind of like, I guess I would describe them as sober influencers. Wow, so, okay. so they, you know, they, they are putting out this idea of sobriety um, in a very commercial way.
1: Wow. Interesting. You know,
0: and, and so, and for me, it, I, I, I personally roll my eyes at that because I, you know, and I know not everyone has had success in 12 step context, but I have and the price for admission is nothing mm. you can go to a 12 step program for your wow. entire life and not pay a dime they pass around a little basket and say hey coffee help pay for the coffee we got to pay the rent to this church yeah. uh, we want to have books available for people so like the more you can give the the more it helps us facilitate that that type of stuff but um there's no, you know, there's no obligation. There's no, there's no one collecting dues, right? Like you got to pay your 20 bucks a month or whatever. Um, and, and maybe you and I can talk about this right now. This might actually kind of fall into this, but in my own spiritual journey, which I would put it at about 13 years, um, the, the most authentic and actually going back, what would you say the section was called? Uh, Self transformation. The most transformative experiences I've had in the last 13 years have all come in free contexts. Hmm. So, 12-step. Right. Um, I've talked about the 10-day meditation retreats I've done. Uh, you actually, you're not allowed to pay until you've become until you've completed a 10-day retreat. So that's like forced. Wow. To experience it with no money attached to it. Um, so, you know, some of the, the, um, spiritual coaches I've had spiritual mentors, you being one of them, you didn't, you weren't charging me any money when we first met, you know what I mean? There's since, you know, I have felt called to give gifts and there's been, you know, other, other people I've, you know, you and I have talked about the, um, Orthodox priest Mm, that yeah, I used to yeah. meet with. That's another example persist, of that yeah. of that sort of anamkara um, friendship. Yeah, you know, and, and it's really interesting how because I've had because my path has looked like that to then see these other paths where there's a lot of money involved. Right, it makes me extremely skeptical. But I know that yeah. stuff works for some people, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Years ago, I would have been against. I was definitely against self-help and self-care, that kind of stuff, wellness.
0: Well, so what uh, was your outlook when you were against it? Kind of what was your outlook at that time around it?
1: Uh, I was probably more focused on Christianity. There, There is a uh, uh, a practice in Christianity to, to deny yourself. Oh, yeah. And so when I'd see help yourself, I, you know, it was a dualistic problem for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're supposed to grow less, and Christ is to grow greater. So why are you mm. enhancing yourself in these other ways? And so,
0: because you almost saw it as a math equation.
1: Yeah, if you're yeah.
0: enhancing yourself, you're you're dipping into the Christ growing yeah. in your life.
1: But but in in the defense of the self care industry, for lack of a better, uh, a lot of those practitioners would. You know like coaches and those kind of mm-hmm. people would say no we're we're trying to coach you to become your authentic self, mm. your true self. Mm-hmm. And so in that sense, uh it's just a language issue then,
0: yeah, uh, right you know it's because uh, burnout's real. you and I have talked about yeah, that. exactly, you know I, I know in the context you and I don't think we've ever brought it up on this podcast, so we don't have to say any names, but you know, you've talked about pastors you know who've who've burnt out. Right, because they were trying to give too much within yeah. the context of their church, and you know, and I, I've seen people. You know, I'm what 37, so I've seen people uh, in the corporate world. You know, gung ho for what I, you know, yeah. The the wealth and and um, and just you know, they you just hit a wall.
1: Yeah, and they go splat, and yeah. so and you've got there. You need some skills to pick up the pieces again, and. Mm-hmm. And so and, and if you've been abused in any way spiritually abused uh, sexually or emotionally abused uh you, you need I mean you need professional therapy for yeah sure. I was gonna
0: say that's that's beyond self yeah
1: self-care. but, you, but you, get, you get the professional therapy but the practice mm-hmm. of it would would be found in a lot of self-care uh books and materials and that kind of thing that you won't hear in a church and maybe not even in you know in a 12-step program, uh, or maybe it's, it's language that'd be more popular that, 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 they could grab onto, uh, you know, so, so in that sense, it's, it's a healing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, where that, di- where they diverge is, is, is the ultimate goal, I think. So the ultimate goal in Christianity is, is, uh, is to go to the cross and have union with, with Christ's suffering and then attaining his resurrection. You won't hear that in a lot of popular churches, but that's part of it. And, you know, and and there's a quote from a Methodist pastor. Uh, his name was Hugh Prather. Mm. And and this, this is, I, I use this quote a lot because it really s- stuck with me over the years. And he said, Jesus's life didn't go well. He didn't reach his earning potential. He didn't have the respect of his colleagues. His friends weren't loyal. His life wasn't long. He didn't meet his soulmate, and he wasn't understood by his own mother. Yet, I think I deserve all those things because I'm spiritual.
0: <laughs>
1: and so, so, that's kind uh, of where they, you know, where Christianity and uh, and a lot of you know human potential kinds of things begin to diverge, uh, or 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 even just basic meditation for so that you can feel peaceful. Mm. You know, that's, that's, yes, that's a good goal, but ultimately there's, there are other goals or deeper goals in Buddhism and Christian meditation. And, and I think even in 12 step.
0: Well, and and I think, you know, and I think that, no, I definitely with the meditation, I definitely agree with that. And, and you and I actually get into that. um, I'll try to, I'll try to put it in the intro. One of, one of our past conversations, you know, we went, we went deep into that sort yeah. of the not the dark side but you know so partly the dark side of meditation yeah, yeah. some the of the stuff pitfalls that,
1: of it yeah
0: the stuff that can come up and and but that's part I, and i think going back to what you said about what the coach how the coaches would frame it to become your authentic self in my opinion you got to look at some of those dark things in the yeah. recesses you know whether it's personality traits uh trauma yeah. you know what i mean um the ways you you have wronged people, the ways you perceive that you've been wronged by yeah. other people. Um, the heavy stuff. Seeing those around you that you love suffer. Like, yeah. we got to, conf- because we all have all that stuff, exactly. right? It just looks different for each individual, right? Yeah. And, and uh, some of the stuff can seem more um, drastic or dramatic or traumatic. Um, but at the end of the day, I think part of the reason we're here is to learn. I was thinking about this morning, actually, as I was driving, one of our big jobs here is to learn how to die. Exactly. You know? And so that's not only is that our own death, but also dealing with watching things that we care about die. Yeah. Watching loved ones around us die or, or just walk towards death. Right. Cause yeah. um, if you have grandparents and they've lived a long time and, and, sometimes it's not very graceful as their last three or four years exactly. whether it's Alzheimer's or a yeah. debilitating cancer or something of that nature um so going back to the the first point I think deal, learning to deal with that stuff that's in our our heart right um what was the quote you said earlier about um finding uh, Oh, with Thomas Merton? About the... The personal salvation project? Yeah. No, 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 no. The oh. going within to find... Um, what it was. um I don't think it was salvation. The kingdom of heaven. Oh,
1: eternity is buried in your heart. There, you, in go. Your there yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So to find... To find that within you, you have to face all the things yeah. that I don't want to face. Exactly. The ways I've wronged people. Yeah. You know, and but I think that's part of the learning to die. Exactly. Is to overcome those things that we perceive as the worst thing in the world.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and maybe not make peace for it with it. Maybe that might be stretching it, but learning just like that's a part of what happens in
1: life. Yeah. And that's where the three would link up, I suppose. You know, salvation, sobriety, and mm. self care. It would be, uh, I guess, the self care folks would use Jungian kinds of uh, phrase, uh, deal with your shadow self, mm. whereas AA would deal with uh,
0: character defects. Yeah, that's my the character. Word they, That's the words they use. Yeah,
1: and then Christianity would say, you know, sin, your sins. Yeah. Uh, my issue with with the shadow self is it seems a lot when you look at something like the Holocaust uh, you look at something like the indigenous schools and the massacres mm-hmm. uh, that seems much more macabre and palpably evil mm-hmm. than a shadow self mm-hmm. to me. It's, it's just not, those things need to be addressed, you know? And,
0: well, and I think that's where it goes back to that idea of community That you were talking about that's presented within the Gospels and within the Hebrew Scriptures and within the letters of Paul is like, um, and it's easy to ignore when you're in this idea of rugged individualism. Yeah. Um, There was no one, like we, you know, the scapegoat, right, is Adolf Hitler. Right. right. Yeah. Adolf Hitler didn't do that by himself. No. There was a, a huge community yeah. a huge culture and a history um, a history a huge this. history yeah that built up to that yes you know and, and so that christianity played in, a role in in a way we have to find you know a way on the backside to be a community that confronts that
1: exactly you know
0: what i mean I, and 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 you and i have talked about this on the podcast but we have a beautiful blueprint and the um, truth and reconciliation that happened in yeah, South Africa. exactly, And the fact that that model exists today and there's a lot, you know, whether it's the indigenous schools, like you're talking about, yeah. whether it's, you know, the Holocaust or, you know, there's, there's been genocides in the last two decades. Yeah, you yeah. right. Like we're not that far removed. happening at this moment. Yeah. 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 You know, whether it's in Africa, in China, yeah. the, the uh, Uyghurs and and China. Um, Myanmar. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, where's uh, Where's the Dalai Lama from?
1: Yeah, Tibet. Yeah,
0: you know the stuff that's that's been going on there for for decades. You know, and and so these things haven't gone away. No, <laughs> you know, we point to the Holocaust because that is a big, famous one. But yeah, there's there's a lot of smaller... well, we point to that
1: one to avoid looking at, like you said, the the current ones. <laughs> right.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of similar things happening today that we just kind of yeah. whistle past. Yeah. Um. And so, like as a community, and you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm just pointing this stuff
1: out. I don't have an answer. I don't know how we start no. dealing with that today. Yeah, I, that's what you were saying. You do the your own work of being exposed in your own evil desires, your mm-hmm. own evil motives, in and which are worked out in community, and and it's hard work. That's tough work. That's, I think that's what uh, partially what the New Testament. Uh, means when it says work out your salvation with fear and trembling uh, oh. you know so it's, so it's a process it's a it's a working out um not working for it but you're working it out and you know i don't i i didn't know very much about buddhism you know just very you know years ago mm-hmm. and, and, and but i was a a subscriber to smithsonian magazine mm. uh, i was a big fan of that magazine and Great, and great and great
0: magazine. probably late
1: 80s maybe early 90s they had a uh they did a, a you know a feature article on buddhism okay and and it wasn't so much the copy that that got me it was a photo that they had of a buddhist monk sitting uh you know meditating sitting on the uh railroad tracks going into auschwitz mm. and it just that just i was stunned by that photo why would this man do this well what this isn't a self-help thing. This isn't trying to become a uh, to make his way to heaven or nirvana. This isn't a thing where uh, he's trying to become as fully uh, a, a fully uh, uh, potential human being. Right. You know, uh,
0: hit it, hit there's his, something
1: else going on here, and it was very powerful.
0: Hit his his uh, what's it earning potential? Earning, <laughs> yeah, his
1: potential or or his sponsor in AA told him to go do that. Right? Yeah, no one's sponsor no, telling you to go do that. No, there's something deeper going yeah. on here. And So yeah, I think that's how these things work they you know work their way through and out, not necessarily out but through mm-hmm. um, And so yeah
0: well and, and you know and, and then so that actually kind of points back to the individualism because I I cannot go to someone else and be like, you need to work out the traumas and, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean like I can't yeah. go indict someone with that. You know what I mean? And, or uh, or think it would be, I can do that, but it's not going to be effective. Yeah, exactly. you know, Even in the 12-step uh, context, if I went up to someone and said, listen, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this, uh, they're probably going to laugh at me. Yeah. You know, and, and I only know that because when I, I was early in that, someone came up and said that to me. <laughs> and as this person was saying it, as he was saying it to me, in my mind, I said, I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing any of that. You know what I mean? Just because of the way he approached me right. with it. And, you know, so fast forward, however many years later, and probably everything he lists off, except I never called him. He said, you got to call me every day. I never called that every guy. Every
1: day. Wow.
0: Yeah, I never called that guy. But, um, <laughs> but there was another guy I found who I became comfortable with, who I did start. You know what I mean? So right. all, the, all the ideas and principles that he list, listed off that day. They weren't wrong. He right? was right. Yeah. I will, you know, if I, if I even know who, if I even knew who it was, I would, you know, I'd reach out and say, Hey, you were right. Yeah. But because he approached me in that way, the way he laid yeah. it out, I didn't do it that specific way, you know, and, and that's true for anyone.
1: It's did you not, tell him, did you, did you give him that line? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an <laughs> a-hole. <laughs> I, I'm curious. Has anybody ever said I completed the 12th step? So I'm fully sober now and I'm done. Has anybody ever, you know, this idea is what what is the idea after you complete the 12th step?
0: you be of service. Ah, You stick around so you can take other people through the 12
1: steps. So that's the 13th step. Well, or or that is the 12th.
0: That is the 12th step. Having, Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, uh, we carry the message to other alcoholics and practice these principles in all of our affairs. Oh, wow,
1: okay. It's funny.
0: The 13th step is actually it's actually a joke in 12 step programs. Okay, yeah. It's when people that have time uh try to sleep with other people in the program. <laughs> that's actually called the 13th step. So it's really funny that you're like, "Oh, is that the 13th step?"
1: It's no, like, "Oh, the- no,
0: no. Not. that's we we avoid that one." Um so so to answer your question, yes and no. Some people engage in that idea uh by their action. So they just stop going to 12-step programs mm-hmm. because they've finished the steps. And but in my opinion, you're missing the most beautiful part. The most beautiful part is taking another person who's hopeless, doesn't know how to not pick up their substance of choice, and you take them through the 12 steps. And you watch them trans- transform. Wow. Okay. You watch the transformation happen to them. That's that's the blessing of a 12-step wow, program. Wow, that's
1: powerful. It has
0: very little to do with my own personal yeah. sobriety. But if I don't stay sober, I don't get to have those experiences, right?
1: Exactly. And
0: then there's another faction that's it's kind of an argument because it, like any book, right? The, so the the book and the 12-step program is called Alcoholics Anonymous. And in that book, they use different wording. So they say... They use recovered. They use recovering. Mm-hmm. Um, so that so then you'll get people at meetings that are like, "Oh, I'm I'm a recovered, uh, you know, whatever, um, whatever ism." They and then you'll hear other people. You're never recovered. You're just always recovering. You're, it's a 24 hour. Right. Um, what's it called? Uh, uh, not not grace, but you have a 24 hour window of, of sobriety. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's basically just, time, yeah, yeah, it's just pointing back to you're sober this moment. Right. You can't speak for five years down the line or even five days yeah, down the line. You're, you're sober today. And, and um, so it's, it's actually funny that you bring up that question because there is some, some debate in it and, and some, you know, and to each their own, yeah. right? There's no rules at the end of the day, but um, the way I understand it, the way I've, I've engaged with it thus far I um, mean this is how I explained it to my grandma for cuz my grandma would always be like oh are you still going to those meetings like you haven't no. drank in this number of time you know you don't yeah. she wouldn't know the time but she's like it's been forever you like surely you're you're cured now right right and so one day and I would get frustrated with that but she didn't know she not you know she doesn't need a 12 step program she's <laughs> she's made it 90 something years yeah. of her life you know what I mean navigating the world that she has and I said, I said, I said, you know what? The reason I keep going, Grandma, is because when I was out of ideas, and when I didn't know what to do, with my, for me, it was a drinking problem. There was a place for me to show up to, mm-hmm. and there was people there that helped me. And wow. today, I want to now be the guy who can be helpful to the next person when they walk through the doors, and they're out of ideas. Uh, they can't live with their substance of choice, and they can't live without it, but they want to try something different. Mm. And I want to hopefully if I even if it's in a small way, I want to help them. Um, and ever since I don't I don't know what it, it doesn't seem like a profound thing to share with someone, but ever since then, it like clicked for my grandmother of like why why I was engaging with this this process the way I was. Um, and it goes back to this idea of service. You yeah know, i'm i don't i do go to stay sober, but <clears throat> a million times more than that I go to be of service you that's know and
1: pretty profound
0: and that's you know that's like when I came to you guys about going to california and it you know we're kind of hesitant like what's what's the right way to open up what's right, you know yeah, what's yeah. a comfortable for everybody and um but the way you know the way my friend had um presented the idea was like hey come i need help being of service to these people that are interested in a 12-step program and like you know it's like of course you know and and so um that's kind of how i see my um part in that sober community is just just to be a guy of service nothing more nothing less
1: and it sounds like you're also saying that sobriety is so much more than just not drinking but it's it's truly an awakening to it's a transformation to life around you yeah mm-hmm. so that's definitely where salvation and sobriety would link up um,
0: so maybe you, yeah i mean we got a little bit of time but maybe you can you can go down that path of like the difference between someone's life completely changing them because of this this uh relationship with Christ and then this the sort of the other side of the fence where someone says uh Jesus Christ is my personal lord and savior they they know the right words right but they're still engaging with all the whether it's you know maybe it's uh they're kicking their dog or you know they're yeah, they're yeah. gambling all you know literally all their money away so their yeah. kids aren't being fed properly like so they're engaging in the same actions they were but then they say, Oh Lord, Jesus Christ is my Lord and savior. And then you have a guy on the other end whose life is literally, or woman or, you know, whoever, you know, family, whatever. It doesn't matter whose life is, is transformed.
1: Yeah. Uh, And I've met people that were definitely transformed. And then that transformation ceased Mm
0: -hmm. as well. They they, they got as transformed as they were going to
1: get. And so I've, I've met people that were heavy drinkers, Mm -hmm. uh, Putting their family through absolute hell, and you know, abusive, and mm-hmm. and then they had a, a you know a, a dramatic salvation experience. They mm-hmm. cried out to Jesus, and they uh, gave their life to Christ. And the chaos that was their life is now uh, their their life was unmanageable, right? mm-hmm. like in AA, of course. And now there's order in their life, and they're they're kinder, and they're you know, and they're working the steps out, maybe. No, maybe not in the in the traditional twelve steps, but they're working out those steps in Christian discipleship, mm-hmm. uh, and they might. E- and these people might even be against twelve steps, right? Yeah, because it doesn't say specifically Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah. Jesus, um, which is fine. <laughs> but but there's no doubt that they they experienced a transformation. There's right. no doubt. I was drinking, my life was in chaos, and and I met God, and now it's not in chaos, and now it's not. You know. Um, and so, so they had a sobriety, uh, uh, an awakening to sobriety, that was initiated by, uh, put into that Christian religious language, um, but but the steps still have to be you know made. The salvation still has to be worked out.
0: But and uh, so I guess that's that's really my question: is how because there's people that are not alcoholics or drug addicts or gamblers or yeah. fighting people on the you know, but that. They're still seeking the salvation. How, you know, how do you get it yeah. piecemeal instead of having some yeah. dramatic thing in your life?
1: I, I don't know. I, yeah. It does seem so. So let's say a salvation, conversion, transformation experience like that occurred. So so let's say my life was in chaos. I was drinking, drugging it up. Uh, had a a religious awakening mm-hmm. to Jesus, uh, and now my life. And so I spend the next. So let's say 10 years sure. maybe 20 years uh focused on ordering my life and keeping chaos mm. and wildness at bay but there does come a point where the spirit unleashes wildness there mm. you know Jesus is not r- about law and order right Jesus was a wild uh it was a wild spirituality is a wild spirituality
0: i mean he was uh, a nomad yes. he was throwing tables around and the you know <laughs> There's a uh, lot of things you can point to that. Yeah, his he cousin. Was, he was not a man. good, uh, a good Jewish boy. No, as you would say, he
1: didn't follow any of the conventions and rules. Uh, mm. Good Jewish boys don't talk to Samaritan women at wells by themselves. Mm. Uh, you know, it just it doesn't. You know, and so the spirit and the same thing you see it in Acts. Uh, good Jewish people don't. You know, in that first century Palestine, don't cavort with the pagans, the outsiders, mm. the Gentiles, the GoYim. Uh you you don't you don't do that. And but here's the Holy Spirit obviously falling on non Jewish mm. Gentile people, and they're like, Well, what we thought this was just for Jews. And so that was a major issue in the early church. Uh, it's not an issue for us now, but it it's it was definitely a major issue. It's a major theme in the New Testament, right? Working that out. Um, and yeah, working how do, out how do the we racism. Coexist? Yeah, exactly. And the racism, yeah. And so, um, and so what I'm trying to say is, is that as you begin the spiritual journey in the Christian tradition, uh, the Spirit will push you towards a wilder margin, will push you into more uncomfortable places, uh, will, will take you to places. You know, it's, it's almost like the parable. It, it's parabolic, but it's, it's what Jesus said to, to Peter at the end of John's gospel. Said Peter, when you were younger, you you wore the clothes you wanted, you had your Izod shirt, uh, Mm -hmm. and and you went wherever you wanted to go. But when you're older, other people will will put uh, I think it's will bind your hands, and Mm -hmm. you will go where you don't want to go. And so there's a first half and second half kind of Mm -hmm. spirituality there, and so and that's very scary for someone that whose life was in total chaos and unmanageable because of uh, drugs and alcohol. And then Jesus represented order mm-hmm. and management. And now Jesus is calling them to do something wild, do something crazy, uh, like go to a prison or, or go uh, give all your money uh, to someone, you know, that, that kind of the service, mm. you know, but, but that service can get more and more radical mm. as you go along.
0: Yeah, that's, um, that's for sure. Uh, and I think, you know, I think, I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know what I mean? Like I think I think that's a good sort of uh, uh period or exclamation point to this conversation is uh through the spiritual evolution, you're gonna eventually end up being called to someplace that's uncomfortable. I know for me, I ignore that calling, but yeah,
1: it takes a couple of phone it'll calls. Eventually, from God. <laughs> it'll
0: eventually it'll <laughs> eventually drag you there. You you'll be transformed by it and you'll say, why why wasn't I here all along?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but
0: it doesn't work that way. No. Nope. If you would have showed up five years earlier, 10 years yeah. earlier, it wouldn't have had the same impact. Exactly. Because you needed that evolution. Um, so I mean,
1: it's, it's Jesus' powerful description of the Spirit in, in the Gospel of John. He said, the wind blows, and you don't know where it's coming from. You don't know where mm-hmm. it's going to go. And so it is with the people of the Spirit. So it calls you to, to be a, a rider of the wild wind, you know? It's beautiful. Yeah.
0: And, and fitting, too, because we saw that a dust devil yeah, crossed people. our path on the way over here. Um... You okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> for, for anyone For anyone that's only listening, which is everyone because it's a podcast, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> David started uh, rubbing his chest, so I got a little nervous. Yeah, some heart palpitations. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, David. Thank you, uh, Mr. Mason. For bringing your knowledge and wisdom here each week. Um, DRCRpod.com is where you can go listen to all the uh, past episodes, um, which also include the episodes of Road to Desert Rain, which are individual stories of how people uh, ended up here, uh, sort of starting at childhood and, and um, landing on the the, uh, the soil here in Chaparral, known as Desert Rain. So, uh, d- um, theruin dot com, if you're interested in in poems or prayers. Uh, that david has put into the world or if you just want to learn about desert rain community uh, you can find information there Uh, as uh, also thank you to uh, monk drums that's what you hear in the background here on this outro Uh, please tell a friend if you enjoy uh, what you're hearing either word of mouth or social media is super helpful for us so we appreciate your time Uh, we love you and that's all for today